Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingber and I'm your host. This week with me, this week I have with me the amazing Sam Sophus, the developer behind Rune uh, and formerly of Cheddar and really so much more. Um, and I probably can't give him the best introduction uh, that he can. So welcome Sam. Welcome Sam. And for the people who uh, don't know you very well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm just an iOS developer living in San Francisco, and I work on a bunch of little projects and freelance for a living. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I have a bunch of little apps. Nothing, like, too exciting, but, uh, yeah. You you are obviously being very modest to say you have a few <laughs> little apps, but uh, we'll get into those. Uh, but first, I want to start out and talk to you about a blog post that you wrote a little while ago called How to Learn. Um, and in, uh, in it, you emphasize the idea of learning by doing things right now. And you wrote, uh, quote, when you get started with something new, you'll suck at it. That's okay. No one knows everything or is good for the first the first time they do something. This is normal. Don't get discouraged. You're making something. The process alone should be exciting. And once you make something, no matter how simple it is, you've made something. You know, many people at the start are often very, very concerned that they'll mess up from the outset and that the little projects that they build are really useless. But you seem to disagree, you know, and you see them as stepping stones. Why do you see these projects as, you know, the way to build your credibility or build your, your repertoire of coding? Well, if you think about everyone that's, like, tried to, you know, learn iOS or, like, mess around or whatever, you know, just as an example, you know, someone that's shipped an app to the App Store that, like, anyone can go and download versus someone that's just, like, played around for a while and never, like, finished anything, like, the, that last step of finishing is, like, super huge, um, and, like, I, I always say that I'm not even, like, a good developer. I'm just really good at finishing. So, like, Cheddar was a to-do list app. Uh, and, like, to-do list is, like, the most basic thing you can make in a lot of, like, it's, like, the example project for a lot of Rails tutorials or whatever. whatever. And it was just, like, a whole, all of Cheddar was just finishing. It wasn't actually, like, anything technically hard. So, I don't know, like, learning how to finish is really important. So, even if it sounds trivial, I think finishing is still, like, really important. So if you can learn to finish, even if it's silly, like it's a little app, you're still like making something and that's, you know, really awesome. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that, I think for a lot of people, that whole idea of not only just finishing, but saying, oh, I have this idea brewing my head, but I have no idea how to do it, but I'm going to try, um, and sort of build, you know, learn the skills as I'm doing. So you've been doing iOS development, uh, for what seems like forever. And I'm pretty sure it's since the first SDK was released. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 Why were you why were you so eager to sort of pick it up at the beginning? Um, well, so I had done some Mac development before, uh, and then it, they announced the iPhone SDK, and I, I, was, I like stood in line and bought an iPhone the first day just because it was, you know, it's, it's the second Steve pulled it out of his pocket, and I was like, oh man, how much does this cost? I'm gonna, <laughs> like, yes, take all my money, I want it. It didn't uh, matter. So, it didn't matter how much it cost. Everybody no, I, was getting it. <laughs> yeah, I was in high school, and I remember like, you know, I did not have a lot of money. I was like, oh man. Like, just tell me however much it costs. I, like, got an envelope out and wrote, like, iPhone fund before he even, like, announced the price. And I was like, I'm ready for this. Like, just tell me. I'll pay. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I was just really excited about iPhone in general. And, like, I'm a software developer for a living. So when they announced you could make software for iPhone, it was, like, amazing. Like, let's, let's build some stuff. So, so how did you go about learning iOS development? Did you just, like, rip open the SDK and rely on what you already knew? Or did you, like, was there something that you did, you know, specific? Well, so I already knew Objective-C, which, which was a, a nice, like, 
stepping. Like I already knew that, so it was, it was a lot quicker to get started. But it was really tough in the beginning in iOS because you weren't even allowed to talk to other people about the SDK. It was all under NDA until uh, the App Store came out. So it was just a lot of trial and error, like fighting through things, and like eventually, oh, I see what's going on now. It's <laughs> stuff, but and there's tons of tutorials or whatever. But at the time, it was really hard. Now I, I'm wondering, you know, so you got started, you know, back when it first opened, and now, you know, there's what some million or some odd number of apps on the App Store. You know, for somebody who's just starting out, and I think that's a lot of people who are listening to this show are probably, you know, first ripping open the SDK. What sort of advice would you give them, you know, to, you know, like what apps, you know, you said you built a to-do list app, which is great, but, you know, there's a million of those in the store now. What type of advice would you give them just starting out? Make something you're excited about. Because, like, if you make something that you don't really care about, then you're not going to work on it or... When you get stuck or it gets hard, you're like, oh, forget it. I'll just do something else. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I was excited about to-do lists at the time because I didn't have one I liked and wanted to make one. Um, and it, for, Cheddar was more of an exercise in, like, building a product and less about actually making a to-do list. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, pick something simple that you can finish that's, like, obtainable, you know. And even if it's something silly, like, it's still better to finish it and ship it and then move on to the next app than it is to... Pick something that's going to take you know like years, and you'll never ever finish it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know one of your you know something you've written about before is that you know getting you know finding that finish line is really important. So um, I want to also I wanted to I know recently or in the past couple of days, and you're finishing it up. I'm assuming today and tomorrow, um, you're working on this project with Josh Long, who will be a guest on the show next week, called Execute iOS. And you taught Josh how to build an iPhone app in three days, um, and you're releasing the videos, and you're writing a book. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how that project came about? Sure. It's it's actually pretty funny because Josh actually owns Shutter now. Um, <laughs> so and we actually, we made a to do list in Execute, which is funny <laughs> that we both like to do lists. Anyway, um, no, he DM'd me like it's like a Tuesday or something, and I was like, hey, like we should like you should come teach me iOS. And we should record it all and sell it. And I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, and then I, like, a couple hours later, I bought a plane ticket and flew out on Sunday um, and spent four days in North Carolina. And we recorded the whole thing and then came home. So it was kind of just like, oh, this might be cool. Let's try it. I don't know. Uh, and we announced the pre-orders, like, the day we started. And everyone seemed really excited about it. So it was kind of, like, good motivation to kind of watch the pre-orders come in as we're recording. Um, so... Yeah, it's been good. I mean, I still have like I have like an hour and a half left of video to edit, and then I'm totally done. So. Oh wow! So uh, you're you're a bit ahead of schedule because you're supposed to finish by tomorrow. Is that true? Yeah. Well, Josh needs all the videos to like finish writing the book. So got it. I don't know. He's gonna be not sleeping. But, <laughs> uh, he's but yeah. he's used to writing books in crunches. Yeah, um, you wrote execute in three days. It's yeah. Pretty crazy. So I I have a question, and I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Um, so. You're saying that you taught him in three days, but was he a real beginner? Like when he started, did he know anything iOS wise? Did he what type of what type of background did Josh have before you you started doing iOS with him? So he had never tried iOS before. He had done he'd like tried to learn Rails a couple times and he's done some HTML and CSS, but never really programmed like for real. Um I mean like basic front end web developments as far as he's been. Yeah. Um, so like, 
it was all like from scratch basically wow so, so when so if i'm if i'm a user and i decide i want to buy execute um ios to do it you're you know the videos and stuff it's going to prepare me to build the app and after that i will have built an app am i correct yeah yeah if you've never programmed before you can like get the videos and follow along and It'll go from like cool how to download Xcode and like <laughs> this is a variable and you know as basic as it can get to like here's how to submit with iTunes Connect and now it's in the store. Got it. So what separates and this is just sort of something I ask a lot of people that come on the show that are either our teachers or teach. What separates um, Execute iOS from say an iOS development class on Skillshare or Treehouse? Or one of the, or just you know, some YouTube videos. Like, what makes Execute a better way to learn iOS than those? Well, yeah, I'm not claiming it's like the best way by any means. Um, I'm actually, actually, back in November, I had agreed to teach a class at Treehouse. I'm actually going to Orlando next week to teach a Treehouse all week. Oh, that's awesome! Um, I just spoke to Ryan last week. <laughs> oh, nice. I actually haven't met Ryan. I, I talked to Alan and Amit, but well, he's he's super nice. Cool. Yeah, pretty good things. Anyway, um, but it's more of like a, you know, this is a formal way, and here's like, you know, we're gonna go through really in depth on like, you know, how to do one very specific thing. Um, and then they definitely do have like starting from scratch, but that seems to be less of the focus, and more of like how to do little certain things after you kind of already have the basics, um, at least from like my experience. So. This is more like here's from starting from absolute nothing. Like anyone can do this. Like nothing is, you know, assumed. And we're going to take it way further than Treehouse or any of the other ones as well. Like we're not just going to make some little sample app to kind of teach the concepts. We're going to like make a real app that we're going to put in the store. So like there's some things in there we do that are like kind of hard, but like that's what you have to do to like make a real app and we show it and like break it all down. So, I mean, I think that's pretty cool that we, like, make a real app and put it in the store. We don't, like, dumb it down, like, too much. And then also that Josh has never programmed it at all, so he knows, like, all the right questions to ask me. Versus if I'm just, like, teaching without him, I, I wouldn't necessarily know to stop and explain something. No, for so. sure. And I think, I think what's very cool is that you are, you're, you've teamed up with somebody who doesn't know how to do it, and it gives it gives an opportunity for you know for people to realize oh it's not just me who has no idea what's going on here cuz Josh had the same question and he's on the video um so i'm wondering um if uh if what what you thought about teaching someone something cuz i'm assuming this might have been your is this your first time teaching somebody how to do something like this or have you done t- teaching before i mean i've tried to show a friend before just like some basic ios stuff but it, i mean it was only for like a couple hours this is, I guess, my first like more formal teaching experience. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. It it wasn't as frustrating as I thought it would be. Um, definitely had its moments, and most of them were like not frustrated with Josh, frustrated with me for not being able to like explain it well. Oh. Um, and did you give? No. Is there any advice that you gave to Josh that obviously we'll see in the videos uh, if if people decide to go out and get it? But any advice that you gave him that you want to share with me and my listeners? Yeah, I, I don't remember which video it's in, but at one point I kind of just stopped and like the whole point of all of this is to learn how to learn, you know. So like I'm going through and like we've learned the basics of programming, we you know understand the mechanics, and now we're just kind of like learning how to iOS works and like put everything together. And then it's like you know this is all pointless. Like I don't need to show you all of this. Like as long as you have the tools to go and be resourceful and find answers on your own, then you don't need anyone to help you. Um, so like 
I don't know, once I kind of understood like how to go read the documentation and, you know, Google for my problem and find it and like solve, you know, because I never really had a lot of friends that did iOS until much later in my career. Um, so having to be resourceful is like really important. And I, I think if you can learn that instead of like relying on, you know, tutorials or how-to videos or something, then, you know, you're going to be like much better, much faster. No, I agree with you 100%. I think that uh, learning to be resourceful and learning how to find the answer to questions that you have on your own is inc- is probably one of the most important skills a developer, especially a new developer, can have. So you did say before that you have built a few apps and you know whatever, and you were very modest about it, but you've released a number of apps and you've worked on some big apps, um, like um, all different kinds. And I want to talk about your newest uh, your newest apps, uh, which is Shares. 2.0, I believe, and Coins. Mm-hmm. Um, both are fairly similar, but Coins you built very quickly, um, and you wrote a very long, bro- very long blog post about it. Not long, but a decent blog post about your process. But I was wondering, can you tell me a little bit about that, about your thought process behind Coins a little bit, and how you kind of went through the, how you went through building it? Sure. So, a couple people, a couple people have approached me to buy shares, like stock folks that like wanted to make it their own official app or whatever. And it's, everyone's kind of flaked out. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should make a Bitcoin one because that seems to be the new hotness, and <laughs> maybe I can sell it for a lot of money. I don't know. But, I mean, like, let's just see how, how fast I can make it. Um, that was kind of the motivation. I don't actually have, sh- like, stocks or Bitcoin. These That's so funny stocks. that you say that because you say <laughs> that one of the things that you've said in the past, and I've heard, I, think, I think I heard you say it on Tim Smith's uh, podcast once, um, was that you should build things that will be useful to you, like that you should fill, you know, solve your own problems, and you weren't even doing that with these. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to use shares a bunch, and then I sold all my stocks to help pay for Cheddar, so um, maybe someday I'll buy stocks again. But the Bitcoin <laughs> one was just like everyone, like tons and tons of, like it's the most requested feature in shares is Bitcoin support. It's like, fine, I'll make a Bitcoin thing. Um, and then after like, the potential of maybe selling it to a company. I was like, oh, I guess it's, okay, fine, I'll just go do it. <laughs> um, so I think, actually think Bitcoin's like pretty silly, but that's so another topic. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> uh, it's fake money. <laughs> uh, it's silliness. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was just kind of like a lazy day watching TV with my wife and pulling my laptop to just like play on Twitter or something and while we're watching TV and then it's like, oh, I guess I'll start on it. And then, like, did it in, like, I don't know, four or five hours, like, while watching TV. So, because it's really simple. I mean, it's just, like, hit an API and, like, get the value and show it on the screen. Like, it took the longest to just, if when you, when you tap the number of Bitcoin you have, it, like, animates in a text field so you can, like, change it. That Like, playing with that little animation. I mean, I just, like, was just trying to perfect it or, like, get it. <laughs> but I don't know. I was just, like, messing around with it. It wasn't, like it was really hard or anything, you know, it's just like, ah, I'm not really sure what I want. So yeah, it was kind of just, it was interesting to do something that quickly to see like which part of my process is essential and which part of it is like kind of coincidence. So like, what did you find essential? Not working. <laughs> uh, so like, I just like stop and like watch TV for a couple minutes and like mess around and like check Twitter for a minute and then come back and like work some more versus if it, I mean, if it's something I really care about, I can sit down and just work nonstop in one sitting. But normally, even just like day to day, I have to kind of like play on Twitter and 
go walk around or I don't know. I, I can't just like sit down and like always focus. Yeah, I'm the, so, I'm the same way. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's draining. So that was interesting and then kind of the way I work with design and development to kind of design it first but then like once I get into it throw the design out the window and just do it all in code and kind of figure out like how I want it to work while I'm developing which is what I did um, and then I guess before I did anything design wise I had a prototype that worked so like once you can see something working it's a lot easier to stay motivated and you know like okay I just need to like get this thing pretty and I'm done you know so um, yeah well, that's awesome. I think, I think that idea of prototyping and then making your prototype look good uh, is something that a lot a lot of people get hung up on. That idea of making something look good uh, from the outset, whereas they should really get hung up on making something that works first, um, and then focusing on the on the you know what some people would call the fun stuff. Um, you know, I'm wondering. You know, you talked a little about it just now, uh, motivation and you know learning to code. I know that from my perspective. It takes a lot of a lot of time and dedication. And you once wrote in a blog post. Um, sometimes I really, sometimes I really impress myself with my work ethic. Most of the time, this isn't the case. Um, I feel like I'm constantly striving to get back uh, when I was super productive. What um, what keeps you going? You know, when you're working on whether it's your own product or it's a client project. You know, what keeps you motivated to stay productive? Yeah, it's tough. I wish I knew. Um, usually it's like, okay, I'm this close to finishing. Like, I just want to finish it and, like, move on because I'm tired of working on whatever thing, you know. So um, even, like, editing these videos, like, I'm so sick of hearing myself explain things. Um, but it's like, okay, I just have an hour left and I can, like, never listen to this ever again. Uh, I don't know. It's the same kind of thing. I mean, like, I really don't like doing things I don't want to do. I mean, who does, right? But uh, – I guess when it's when I have enough stuff to work on, I'll just go and work on whatever I feel like working on, and I'll do really well because I feel like working on it. But if it comes to like I don't want to work on anything, then I just like have to pick something and suffer through, and that's never fun. But um, I don't know. I don't really have the answer. I wish I did. <laughs> super productive all the time. But. I I think a lot of people are always looking for that that magic, you know, that secret potion to make them, you know, to keep them going. Um, but when you were starting out, you know, first learning whether it was Objective C or even just HTML and CSS, I'm wondering what if you remembered back in that time, what kept you going then? You know, like when you when you didn't know that when you never saw the light at the end of the tunnel, like now you can see the light at the end of the tunnel all the time because of you know the skills that you have. And I'm wondering for the person who's just starting out, what you would tell that or what would you have told yourself, you know, five years ago or six years ago when you were first starting out? Well, I think it was the joy of, or like the intrigue of of programming, because it was all like very new. Like, what can this even do? Like, I don't even know all the things that are there. I'm just like, the discovery and the learning was like really exciting, um, and it was proving to myself that I could actually do it. You know, like before I finished an app, it's like, can I even do this? Am I even like capable of, you know, doing this? Um, and like, sure, because it's actually like really not that hard. And not saying that from like, you know someone that's been doing it in a while, but just, like, objectively, nothing's, like, that difficult. It's just, like, suffering through and learning it. And then once you learn it, it's, like, super simple. So, I don't know. It's just, like, getting to that point where I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. But, like, proving to myself that I could do that was the drive at first. And then from then on, it's, you know, just been, like, finishing to show my friends and 
hey, look what I made, you know? Like, <laughs> that's always, like, a really, like, a good feeling, you know? So that's usually the drive to finish is, like, to show it off. Yeah. So you just mentioned your friends and showing off your projects and stuff, and I want, I'm wondering, you know, how important, and we talked earlier in the show about finishing um, and sharing your work, how important has, you know, you, you I don't want to say you roll with, but you are friendly with several people in the community, the iOS community, the web development community, and really just, you know, the internet community as a whole, I like to call it. Um, how important has that support system been for you in learning and building your skills? Um, and how would you suggest to somebody who is, you know, just starting out to sort of build that credibility and build those relationships? Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, you know, working on something for a while and then like tweeting it and then just even like one or two people will be like, Hey, that's really awesome. Um, there's really good motivation, especially like for open source things and, and whatnot that don't pay just to like give it away and then someone's like this is amazing like thank you so much like this helps me a lot you know like feels really good so um, I mean not that like I would give it away anyway but like it's a really nice reward um, and I guess if you're starting out and you just like want more credibility or notoriety whatever the word um, you know doing things just to be nice and even if like you don't get anything back from it like people will notice that and like that's people like that a lot. So I don't know. Like open source is a good, good way to do that, and and whatever else. So I don't know. <laughs> so you've built a lot of stuff. You've made a lot of things from execute to cheddar to uh, you know so many other things. What's what's the favorite? What's your favorite thing that you've worked on? Well, I really like shares, even though I don't have stocks, just because so many people really like it. I mean, people that do have socks really like it. And it's the first app I designed and developed, like, all of, like, post-Cheddar, because I did all of that. But, I don't know, I just got so sick of Cheddar, because I worked on it full-time for so long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm pretty proud of that. I don't know, I don't really say, like, yeah, I made Cheddar anymore. I used to. <laughs> um, I guess since I sold it. I don't know. I don't know, I'm pretty proud of shares, but I don't really... None of my apps, I'm like, man, this app's incredible. Because I don't really... <laughs> work on a lot of my own stuff a lot it's still like mainly client work so for sure I don't know. and so what and you know so we're on that subject of your favorite project what is one of those projects where you worked on it and you released it and then you now looking back on it you're like wow i really really could have done this better i really could have done that better hmm. well from a sense of development i mean like my earlier apps just because like i didn't know what i was doing um, I mean, your I mean, first I, your first app was the was a Bible app. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time it was. I mean, I was pretty proud of it. Um, but I mean, looking back, there's a couple things, and most of it's UI stuff, I guess. But it's like, man, that was stupid. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's changed tons since I worked on it. It's not the same at all. But um, yeah. I guess my biggest, like, regrets or whatever as far as, like, projects is not so much, like, dumb development things because I don't really even care about the tech that much. It's more, like, the product and how, like, people, like, if people want it and, like, that kind of thing and not necessarily, like, oh, I should have totally, like, used core data instead of whatever, you know, like, that doesn't matter. No, like, no user would actually care unless yeah. it was, like, slow and then that's another, some, the technology isn't the reason. It's just, like, it's slow so I got to fix it for the user, you know. But you know, I spent so much time on 
tons and tons of time, like years of time, on projects that have launched and then like get killed immediately. So, or like however, I mean like, I used to work at Seesaw for almost a year. Or I guess actually just a couple days short of a year, and they just turned it off a couple days ago. So, I mean that was kind of sad. Like I mean I didn't use Seesaw personally a ton, but it was just sad to see all that work just like get turned off. No, uh, that that's got to be a terrible feeling. Yeah, I mean, at, at Hipstamatic, I worked for a really long time on this product, and then they killed it, like, you know, shortly after I left. So, <laughs> so whatever. No, finish, sorry. I mean, it just, it happen, it's happened a lot all throughout my career. Like, I worked on a huge product at Scribd, and it got turned off, and before that, and um, m- most of my, like, work isn't around anymore, <laughs> which is sad. So, that's kind of why I'm freelancing now, is to, like, make enough money to be able to work on my own stuff and have it. Stick That's around. great. So you you mentioned that you're you're freelancing now and you've been freelancing for a while. And I'm wondering if you could for somebody who's starting out freelancing, I know we talked about somebody who's starting out development, but somebody who's starting out freelancing, what piece what you know, a couple pieces of advice would you give them to sort of get them going? Confidence is probably the best thing you could do. Um, even if you're not like amazing, or you know, if you're just starting out with iOS consulting, there's probably a bunch of stuff you don't know. I mean there's tons of stuff. I don't know. There's, it's impossible for everyone to know everything. Like, you know, a client hires you to do something with maps. You've never used maps before. Like, that's okay. Be confident that you can learn it and deliver it. You know, um, if you show up and you're like, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, you're probably, you either won't get it or they'll like not really want to pay you as, as much as you could get paid. I don't know. I mean, like, if you're confident enough to double your rate, then you should do it. Because if you can like justify it to yourself, then you can justify it to your clients. Um, I don't know. I, I've just seen a lot of people that are not confident in their work, and if you kind of have the attitude, like, you know, with enough time, I can learn anything, um, then like you're unstoppable. For sure. So um, we just have a few minutes left before I want to wrap up. But uh, what does the? I know you're freelancing, but what does the future hold for you? Like, what do you see yourself in? You know, the next year, next you know, eighteen months or so. You know, how do you see your your work developing and stuff? Well, I just started freelancing with a group of friends for the first time, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we, we started a company called Full Package. And so I'd probably do that for a couple months. And once we kind of have enough money saved up, we're planning on working on, like, products together. So, you know, take some time and build something. And, you know, if it pans out and makes enough money for us to live on to keep working on it, then awesome. And if not, then, you know, we'll go back to freelancing until we can... So you'll be building. Again, so yeah. you'll be building another to-do list app. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully I, not. I'm sure that I know. I know that you're working with uh, Jared Arondu, who's also going to be a guest on the show in a couple of weeks. And somebody else also recently was announced that you're working with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the three of you are very smart and can think of something much better than a to-do list app. Um, that's a great place to start. But I think you guys, the three of you in a room, can you know do a lot of damage on the internet. Um, so the last question that I ask all of my guests, where can people find you on the internet, you know, Twitter, website, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm Sophus on Twitter, S-O-F-F-E-S. Um, my website's S-O-F-F dot E-S. Um, and that's pretty much my username everywhere, so. Great. So, Sam, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of How to Hold a Pencil. And to all the listeners, thank you for listening. And you can find us online at www howtoholdapencil.com. You can follow us on Twitter at holdapencil, or you can follow me on Twitter at Ruben Ingber. And once again, thanks so much to my guest, Sam, for joining me this week. 
and I will see you all next week.